Hello, everyone, and welcome to Teach Ag Talks, the podcast bringing you the news and voices of Pennsylvania agricultural education. As we kick off a new season of Teach Ag Talks, we are hoping to receive feedback on how to grow our audience and provide content that is both interesting and useful. If you have any ideas for how we can improve this podcast throughout this season three of innovation, please fill out the Microsoft Forms link in the description. With this being the first episode of season three, we wanted to sit down and catch up with one of the members of our Teach Ag Talks team. This individual is our editor but also dedicates himself to service in every aspect of his life. Currently, he's serving as the National FFA Officer Candidate for the state of Pennsylvania. Let's dive right into a life chat with Justin Kurtz. Well, hello, everyone. Today, we have a very exciting episode, at least for the TJAG Talks crew here, as... We're sitting down with the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Kurtz, who does all of our editing currently. And that is something that I don't thank him for enough because I am not an editing master at all. But this guy is uh, at least more proficient in that area than I am. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not an editing master, but Thomas, I, I appreciate your warm welcome and uh, in the accolades that come with this job. So thank you. Thank you very much. See, the weird part about this for Justin is the fact that he has to listen to my voice all the time in editing and, like, go back and replay it. And if, like, I stumbled or said something wrong, then he has to go and edit that out. But for this one, he has to go and listen to his own voice. Yeah, that's, see, that's the real problem. Is That's, that's going to be the real problem. Um, I think I'm going to have to maybe try to train someone else uh, for this episode, <laughs> just because I'm not trying to listen to my own voice. It's one of those like awkward moments whenever you, like, you record yourself for the first time. Your first time you hear your voice and you're recording. Yeah. It's very different, a different sound than your normal speaking voice. It's, right. it's odd how your ears interpret that. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, so you've got me here because we're going to talk about kind of what's coming up with T-Tag Talks, right? Absolutely. All right, cool. So uh, I'm going to ask you that. What do, you, what do you think is, is coming up here with Teach Ag Talks, with it being Season 3 and so forth? Well, first off, before we move forward, let's recap where we came from. So this started as a project really seeing how we could give agricultural and extension education program updates to our student body and those stakeholders of our program. And we had weekly updates throughout Season 1. Season two, we decided to become more interview-based on a monthly basis. So we talked to some individuals like Roger Thoreau, Dr. O.P. McCubbins, Mm -hmm. Mr. John Seaman, who works down the hall here in the the Ferguson building. The the master of Burger King is what we call him. Yes. And uh, so I've had the pleasure of really of editing, you know, for the, I guess, since last April. I've learned a lot in this process and so forth, but I think what we really what we really are thirsting for here at THAG Talks is some input from our listener base. Whether, you know, uh, so for you listening here, whether you're a teacher or 
you just like listening to us two hooligans talking, you know, like, thank you for listening to us because, uh, you know, you, you keep us, you keep us going what we do. Cause we do, we do enjoy uh, what we are doing, but a lot of what we are, are going through right now is some uncertainty as to what you want slash what you need. And so we are really, are really on this push uh, right now to get, what do you want? What do you want as our listenership uh, for us to continually uh, to be sustainable in what we're doing? Because we don't want to just do this for us. We're doing this, you know, hopefully for you. And following up on that, Justin and I have had different conversations along those lines. Like we are not entirely sure what our audience and listener base would want to hear from us, whether or not it's Justin and I digging into deep agricultural topics and bringing light to them and bringing resources to them, whether or not we want to make a podcast and then also provide curriculum resources for our educators and pre-service teacher candidates and our extension educators that listen to us, or if we even continue just doing this interview basis, maybe include some different segments with student teacher check-ins, but we're excited to see how this podcast goes in the future and see how we can bring in other teacher candidates and members here at the Center for Professional Personnel Development here at Penn State onto the podcast team, but we are looking for feedback. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's it's really, um, that will really guide where we go with the rest of season three here. I know, you know, we might have some ideas. Uh, currently in the bank, we have some stuff that's maybe like more workforce oriented um, that might be even hopefully could be used as uh, maybe even some sort of an educational tool for students that would be uh, as of now that would be up to the listener to do if you're an educator um, but you know we have that but like we've been saying you know we can't say it enough that we simply just don't know uh, what is best and so if you could just uh, let us know with that um, with the feedback form that, that is provided and Thomas talks a little bit about, you know, if you could just let us know what we got to do as the editor of Teach Ag Talks, it would make me feel a lot better knowing that what I'm doing, you know, if I'm listening to Thomas's voice for an extended period of time, that it's actually worth something, you know? Because like, most times it's not. <laughs> most times I talk and it's like, why are we listen to this guy? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it, it, nevertheless, it's a privilege and a pleasure. So, Yeah. You, buddy, you don't have to suck up to me. I'm not the one that pays you. We're yeah, you're in this right. joint partnership together. You're right. I think I should just jump shit while I can. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, okay. So. But enough of that desperate yes. plea for feedback aside. One thing that Justin and I do want to provide with future TJAG Talks episodes, and please stay tuned because we are excited for the future. We just want to make sure what we're doing is what our listenership wants. But one thing we wanted to do is to... Give a little bit of a, not necessarily like a personal relationship because that's like hard to do through a podcast where we're not sure who mm -hmm. our listenership is. Yeah. But provide a little bit more context into who's actually doing this podcast. Right. So that way, if we're talking about experiences while we're interviewing other individuals, there's a little bit more context behind what the two of us are doing, what experiences we come from. Maybe if we're joking about something, it makes a little bit more sense. So this episode... We're going to be diving in with Justin and, you know, talking about some <laughs> some context of Justin, a.k.a. Larry. Uh, 
<laughs> do yeah. do we want to dive into that right now? Like, why do some people call you Larry? Yeah, so it's just something um, that happened while I was at a uh, uh, summer experience called the Pennsylvania School for Excellence in Agricultural Sciences. A great, great program um, for you ag educators. I would look into it for your students. It's for juniors going into their senior year of high school. Uh, but during that program, <clears throat> a young lady had called me Larry because she thought my name was Larry. And uh, it just kind of stuck. And so since then, my friends have been calling me Larry. And it's kind of like my alter ego. And Larry's like, it's it's really neat to watch Larry mature through the years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's who I am. And, and just to give a little bit of why you would want to know a little bit about me, because I know that uh, if you're listening right now, maybe in your car, or just listening to your headphones, you're thinking, why do I want to learn about this kid at Penn State? Well, I'm, I'm a product of what you're doing. I am a product of agricultural education, and I am seeking to do what you're doing now as an agriculture education professional, or just as an agricultural professional, or just as a supporter of agriculture education. And so um, I, I want to share that, you know, hope, through, through what we're doing here, hopefully share that, a little bit of that with you so that you um, can maybe understand why we have the passion to do what we're doing here at Teach Ag Talks. And I love how you mentioned that like the reason why we're doing this and why we're in the position we are in today is because we came from agricultural education programs right. and had agricultural educators who invested in us. Yes. Would you be able to share a little bit of insight as to what your high school agricultural education experience looked like? And when did you finally make the decision to become a agricultural extension education major? I, uh, I joined or not joined, I, I enrolled in ag education going into my freshman year of high school because I had just moved onto a farm and my stepfather was a like a farmhand growing up. So I was always working on farms and I thought ag science, you know, that's perfect for me. Obviously I learned that it's a lot more than just farming. Uh, but when I walked in there, I definitely didn't think it would change my life. And that sounds cliche, but you know, it did, it, it really did. I walked into room 401 of uh, which used to be the ag sciences room at the state college area high school and i met mr heasley who turned into my ag teacher slash ffa advisor slash you know great uncle figure because he doesn't want to be looked at as a grandpa figure but whatever mm. um you know he's, he's trying to keep that youth aspect yeah. with him he, he, like he he's retired now yeah so. our man's living retired living large you know um but anyway so when I, when I walked into Ag Ed, what I'm trying to say is I, I had this just idea of what it was, and, and so it just caught my interest. I came in, and then from there on, I, I just grew as an individual, and it's because outside of that classroom, I was just, you know, like that kid. I, I came from a, a broken home. Uh, my stepfather, you know, had, had done uh, lots of, like, uh, not lots of, but just, you know, I exposed my family to like drugs. He was he was emotionally and physically abusive, and so uh, that was what I was exposed to. That was my normal. And then I came into the ag classroom, and I learned that I was so much better than that, and I was so much better than my situation. And through agriculture education, I gathered that. Now, obviously, it was with FFA. It, was, it took time. You know, it wasn't just in ninth grade. Freshman Justin just didn't just have that profound realization, where. He saw that he was just better than 
you know, the situation by which he had came from. Uh, but, you know, it took time. And that's not to say that ag education is just for kids like me uh, that come from, you know, bad situations. You know, it's not it's not a lost kids. You know, it's not we're not like Peter Pan, you know, like <laughs> this isn't Neverland. It's 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 FFA right. land. You know, it's not just for lost kids. It's for everyone. Um, but it provides what I'm trying to say is it provides the opportunities for students, especially especially if there's students like me who maybe couldn't find it elsewhere. And uh, and that's really where we find, and this isn't me bragging on myself, but we find some of our gold in FFA is, is those students who literally have had nothing until they met the blue and gold jacket, you know, or just in, in the ag education as, uh, as like the, the vehicle for that. And so, uh, you know, that, that's a little bit of my ag ed story of basically how it took, it took me from being what I like to call that kid to being what I also like to call Justin Kurtz, proud FFA member. And by that, I mean someone with an identity. And, uh, and it, became, it, it became something more than just a blue and gold jacket or winning the Creed Speaking Leadership Development event or, you know, trying to be the chapter chaplain or chapter president. It became, no, this is what's going to get me from being someone that literally thinks that this is all my life is going to be of misery, of being depressed, of being anxious to no 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 your life your is supposed to be using those things to make a positive impact on the people around you and to dedicate yourself to service and that's that's what ag ed has done for me i'm sorry to, to take this long to sum it up folks but agriculture education in a in a nutshell taught me to serve others because there are times in our lives where you too are served and I, I thank you for taking an opportunity and sharing that because I know talking about stuff like that isn't always the easiest, but it's those are situations that students all across the United States and even abroad face all the time. But here, like in the U.S. and in Pennsylvania, like we have opportunities. Well, students have opportunities if they enroll in an agricultural education class to find an outlet, to find a home. Yeah, I think it's important that like we touched on briefly this the entire sense of like diversity inclusion belonging well first off diversity is a lot more than just like our typical ideas of like race religion and things like that like it's every single thing that makes us different like right. justin and i are completely different people mm-hmm. like we i'm a, diverse individuals right yeah. i'm a, i'm a big football guy and justin is like he he'll, he'll follow it he'll get he'll get hype while watching the game but that's not his like cup of tea right like, we are diverse. We're mm-hmm. in a program together that adds a little bit of diversity. Yeah. Being inclusive is making sure that, like, both of us are, you know, happy and that we feel like we can be a part of, let's say, an agricultural education program or a right. chapter. Mm-hmm. Sense of belonging is feeling as though we are meant to be there. That yeah. is a home for us. And, and it, as, yeah. as agricultural educators, we have the ability to help diverse students in an already state of inclusion in our programs feel like they belong and have opportunities to go and express themselves, to go and step out of their comfort zones, to grow and really just find a way to embrace their future and growth. That's right. And so we see, well, if we see the ag program as a home, which, you know, we, we, we do all the time because it's true. You know, we see the ag program as a home. You as an agriculture educator, 
or you and people, uh, you know, your co-teachers in the program, you folks or you are the head of that household. Just like uh, Mr. Heasley, my ag teacher, didn't have to put effort into me. He didn't have to, you know, there was a time where I said, you know, Mr. Heasley, and this, sound, this sounds canned, but I'm telling you it happened because that's just my life, all right? I said, you know, Mr. Heasley, I just can't wait to see what FFA is going to do for me. And this was in, when I was in like ninth grade. And he looked back at me, and it's, this is one of those ag teacher one-liners, and he said, Justin, I can't wait to see what you can do for the FFA. And you know what? He didn't have to say that. He didn't have to care about what I wanted, but he did. So as the head of that household, you have essentially the the opportunity to see those students that might see themselves with just that kid or just see the students that are doing really well and just need some more fostering or see the students that literally don't care at all, you know, and uh, and you're going to be the person who could who could really change that for them. And I and I think that as ag educators, we know that and you know that and I hope you do. But this is just a reminder as the product of what you do. This is a reminder that what you do is uh, is incredibly crucial to uh, to my fellow FFA members and to your students. You touched on this idea briefly in a philosophical sense. But when did you swap over from like you originally what major were you going to be originally coming into Penn State? Uh, so I was plant science coming okay. into 12th grade. So when did you, when was that kind of switch flip that, oh, I'm going to change my major away from plant science into yeah. agricultural extension education? Uh, so all through high school, I wanted to do ag ed because I just, I just loved what Mr. Heasley did to me, to, to, to me, that sounds bad, but did, you know, with me as an ag educator, um, and uh the, the transformative yeah the trend like what he yeah. you know what he was able to do with me and and to, to to really mold me into the young man that i am uh and i wanted to do that and then in 12th grade i don't know what changed um but something changed that but then i uh had the pleasure of serving as pennsylvania FFA state officer as you're familiar with because you were also on that team yeah. uh served as vice president i served as state sentinel um and then I, I had thought about it multiple times, and I really, I really wanted to do it. I don't, I don't really know why, but I just like, I just loved working with the students, and I was like, man, I just, I love this. And uh, and then there was a moment when we were backstage at the state FFA convention, and and Brody looked over at me, my, another one of our teammates. Uh, for anybody that doesn't real know that, he looks over at me and he says, you know, Justin, do you really? Do you, do you really think that you can just leave this behind you? Or do you want to do this forever in terms of FFA? And he said, if you become an FFA advisor, this is going to be your life. You know, FFA will essentially be your life. And I was like, man, I, you're right. And so that's really the moment where it clicked, where I was like, yeah, I get is what I want to do. It should be noted that Brody uh, was recruiting for a program he was already enrolled in. Yes. Brody's also an agricultural extension education major. Right. He's currently attending Penn State Altoona. Toontown. <laughs> Branch campuses represent. Yeah, Com Commonwealth campus. Commonwealth campuses. That's right. I can't say yeah. that. Let's yeah. pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay, man. <laughs> we all make mistakes. I'm a big terminology stickler, so yeah. I was not up with the, the lingo. Yeah, it's all right. Penn State Altoona, one of our Commonwealth campuses. That's right.
There. I nailed it that time. Yes. Agriculture nice. education has taught us to learn from our mistakes. So that's cool. Because <laughs> we all make mistakes. And as the wise uh, professor, Dr. Curry here at Penn State says, like, you got to let them fall so they learn. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've learned. So that's cool. <laughs> Moving on with that. Yes. Let's dive into state office. You just touched on it a little mm-hmm. bit. How was prep for that? Like for state office. For state office, yes. Um I know we're digging in the memory banks. Yeah, man, I can't even remember what I ate yesterday. Um it was a ham sandwich, that's what I ate yesterday. <laughs> uh, anyway, when I yeah, so my Mr. Heasley again, uh popular guy on this episode. He, he <laughs> What's up, Mr. Heasley? Heasley, we love you. All right. Anyway, uh, Mr. Heasley had taken me to the Northern Region uh, State Officer Candidacy School uh, at the Williamsport Hosses just because he was like, I, I was thinking about running for state office. I didn't quite know if it's really what I wanted to do, but we went to that. And then on the way back, I said, Mr. Heasley, I think I want to do this. And um, he was like, hey, I think... I think you should as well, and so that's really what started it. Um, in terms of prep, I think that a lot of what I had to do was really just figure out like why did I want to run for state office, um, and not necessarily in like a one-liner. That's not a one-liner thing, but like basically write out to myself like why do you want to run for state office, and um, and to and to really be clear with that and with myself. And then, uh, yeah, and then, like, you have to write your speech and so forth. But the biggest thing I did for preparation was just figure out what exactly, why exactly I wanted to run for state office. Got you. It's, it's always important to identify, like, the, the purpose behind action. So mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Continuing on with the state office theme, walk me through election day. Because, like, state officers all across the United States, they have, like, it's it's a day of excitement but there's always like little little like details that like just seem to be amplified whenever you get elected as a state officer like for me like it felt like time stopped at one point yeah yeah um so election day yeah oh man uh i i think i what i remember most is hearing my name called after Sentinel and running up onto stage, Mr. Heasley, again, you know, Mr. Heasley is just making his debut appearance on TCHAG Talks, but I, uh, <clears throat> I reached out, my, or he had reached out his hand from the stands and like gave me a high five as I ran onto stage and I saw like how proud he was of that and then like being on stage just yelling when I saw, you know, Brody get elected and, and all the rest of our team get elected because I realized that like we were all friends now and that was cool yeah. Um, but yeah so that was it was neat it was an yeah. unreal experience looking back on state office what would you say were a couple of like your high points that you either thoroughly enjoyed whether or not it was like a specific chapter visit or like something team wise um it's, it's really hard to choose, obviously, with an experience like um, being a state FBA officer. High point would definitely be um, state convention because 
that's really your last shebang and you put you you really put everything into it and so yeah state convention and uh going to do chapter visits was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun in particular with like the wv saw uh ag school or philadelphia ffa uh just just a phenomenal experience there of just a super electric energy in the air there that the students my fellow FA members your fellow FA members just they just loved what what they were doing and you could tell that they wanted to be there and that was really it really was it was inspiring to see the students so that was that's was probably a high point for me and just amongst other things really it was it, every there wasn't a single night where I went to bed thinking man I I don't know why I did this like every night or not every night but you know anytime I come to be reflective about it which is quite often I thought of and I still do think of man I'm just so blessed and so glad that I had that experience yeah and uh providing some more context on that visit to WB Saw Justin literally like helped break out a dance party yeah, and it was it, was it was awesome like we, yeah. it was at lunch like we had some pizza like we were yeah. chilling around our entire state officer team was there because philadelphia ffa is the largest chapter in the state of pennsylvania mm-hmm. so we were actually like rotating through classrooms the whole day which is really cool because we got to see like most of the school yeah but lunch is happening there was a couple hundred students in the cafeteria at the time yeah and justin somehow just ended up in like the middle of this big old dance circle he's just like bopping and yeah doing it, the cupid shuffle like like i turned around and Justin had been there, but then they started the music up, and then you suddenly you was just poof, and then yeah. like, it was it was an awesome experience, right. and something that the the state officer team after us kind of like heard about, and were like, oh, like we're we're gonna have a similar experience. Like Jacob Kinzer, who served as vice president this past year, spent like two three hours the night before like working on his dance moves to make sure he was ready. That's awesome. We call that legacy. That's yes. what we call that. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Justin, we will be seeing a lot of each other, as we usually yes. do. Mm-hmm. But as we are nearing the end of this podcast episode, diving into a little bit of of context behind our good old pal and editor and, you know, man myth legend, as I said at the beginning. <laughs> I roll. Is there anything else you would like to talk about before we conclude this podcast here today? No, um, you know, nothing, nothing new anyway, just, I just want to echo what I said before, uh, as let this be a reminder of what agriculture education can do, um, in, in the, in the lives of youth. And really, I, I hope that this material, um, this episode and, and future episodes can be used maybe in the classroom, if at all possible. And please give us some feedback on that. Um, just because I love what I'm doing and I just want what I'm doing to be a positive service to uh, to ag teachers in Pennsylvania or, or wherever. So just thank you for what you do as agricultural educators. We can't say that enough. And thank you for being our listeners because that makes you a legend, all right? You are a certified baller. Whoever you are listening, <laughs> you are certified baller slash legend slash housekeeper or uh what is it no home uh leader of the house there we go 
or no, what is that? What what did I say? Head of the household. There we go. Yeah, we got there. Eventually. Slash head of the household. Slash you know mentor. Um, just every job title that you have. Thank you for doing what you do. Well, thank you, Justin, for taking time out of your day, coming Absolutely. on the podcast. Yeah. And for that listener base, I would love to echo Justin's thoughts and just say that we appreciate you. We'd also appreciate any feedback you have for us as we look to improve this podcast for you. And Justin, thank you for coming on. It's my pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having a deep philosophical talk. It's just this time we recorded it. So yeah, I was going to say, could, the we only share it with other people. Yeah, yeah, that's really the only difference. So, um, anyway, yeah, peace, love, little donuts. Thank you. We'll catch you with our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Teach Ag Talks with Thomas Gable. Be sure to check out teachagpsu.blogspot.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for more publications from Teach Ag PSU. For details on this episode, be sure to check out the show notes below. Want to see what else is going on in Pennsylvania agricultural education? If you're not already on the Tuesday Teach Ag Topics email blast, send us an email at teachag at psu.edu. We'll see you next month.